Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Tuesday, January 12th, 2021. Stand up for your country. So we have a lot of information for you tonight. I mean, this is almost information overload, but I think you'll find it very, very comforting if you are a truth seeker. All right. If you just want the propaganda, you're probably not here anyway because we don't do that. But if you're a truth seeker, you're going to really like what we have to tell you over the next 40 minutes. So there is a Rasmussen daily tracking poll, and it's fairly reliable. It's a a reliable outfit. And every day they come out in the morning with favorable, unfavorable job approval for the president. You want to know what it was this morning? I think you do. I was stunned. 51% disapproved, 49% in this poll, which is accurate if you look at the things that they have polled like the election all right 49 percent of americans approve the job that donald trump is doing so what does this tell us tells us the sympathy growing for the president because out of that 49 percent number it's not all republicans there's a lot of independents in there you got to assume that democrats and liberals all of them disapprove um so that is a, a very Interesting and surprising number that I thought you'd like to know about. So the reason that some are sympathizing with Donald Trump is because the left, as it always does, is overreaching now. So it's trying to get him out of office. He's only got eight days left, but they want to humiliate him. They want to figuratively slaughter him, uh, ashes like at Carthage. So nothing ever arises in the Trump nation. And they're doing it two ways. There is a congressman named Jamie Raskin in Maryland, far left nut, really extreme. So he has now uh, put forth a uh, measure, a measure, not a law, but he's going to get a vote in the House because of Nancy Pelosi. And it is that the measure says the vice president should convene and mobilize Trump's cabinet to declare the president incapable of executing the duties of his office and immediately exercise powers as acting president. So Trump uh, would be out and Pence would be in. This is the 25th Amendment. It's never going to happen, but it will be voted on. And do you think that Americans want their public officials doing this? Only the far, far left does. The rest of them are going, this is really not necessary. Pence is not going to cooperate. It's not going anywhere. It's not a law. It's just a measure. So this vote is going to take place at 7.30 p.m. tonight. By 10.30, you know, CNN will be celebrating. But it means nothing. Nothing at all. And then tomorrow, on January 13th, the impeachment will then be introduced. So what happens there is there are 435 members of Congress 222 Democrats, 211 Republicans. There'll be enough votes tomorrow or Thursday, whenever they decide to take a vote, to impeach the president. Because Nancy Pelosi basically says to her members, if you don't vote for it, you're not going to get any money in your reelection campaign in two years. The Democratic machine won't give you any money. You have to vote. This is what Pelosi And a lot of them do that. I mean, you know, the Republicans do it, too. But this is um, now there'll be some defections from the Republican side. Not many, 
but you'll get a few. So that'll pass. Okay, and then what we have is nothing again. We have nothing because the Senate's not in session. They're not even there. They're not coming back till a week from tomorrow. And McConnell's never going to put this up for a vote. He'll find procedure. He'll find, remember, two-thirds of the Senate has a vote to convict. This farce that we had last year about the Ukrainian call, I mean, you know, didn't go anywhere. Nobody even remembers that it happened. That's how ridiculous the whole thing was. So McConnell find a way not to even hold a vote. And then Trump will be gone down to Florida and Biden will be president. But Pelosi may still push for a vote in the Senate, but McConnell won't do it. So then it'll be in the courts. Can you impeach president who's already left office? Can you do that? And it'll wind its way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court will finally say, no, we can't. Even though there is some precedent, all right, there is some precedent about this. Now, this is interesting. Not a president. There's never been a president impeached after he left office. But there was a Secretary of War in 1876, a guy named William Belknap, and he was a crook, all right? He uh, was working for U.S. Grant. Now, the Grant administration was very corrupt, and Belknap got indicted. Uh, Secretary of War, he was making money. Um, one of the schemes was we wrote about in Killing Crazy Horse. Is that the uh, Pentagon, it wasn't a Pentagon then, but the War uh, Department was making money selling stuff to the Indians on the reservations and they didn't deliver a lot of the stuff. So they said they did, Congress paid them and they didn't deliver. I don't know what Belknap did, but he was impeached after he resigned. So he quit because he knew they were coming after him, and they still impeached him. So, but that's not a president. That's not a president. Now, a very left-wing uh, Harvard law professor named Cass Sunstein says that you can't impeach a president once he leaves office. However, however, a bunch of scholars say you can't. One of them is a law professor at the University of North Carolina, Michael Gerhardt. Our guy, Brett Tallman, the former U.S. attorney, believes you can uh, impeach a president anytime. I think you can't. I think if it gets to the Supreme Court, it'll be 6-3, you can't. That's what I think. Could be wrong, because I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a scholar, uh, but... I'm a historian, and I know that Donald Trump and Andrew Johnson, who did get impeached while in office, it's the same thing. There's Andy. I think he looks sober there, which is, you know, interesting because big boozer. So Johnson, as you may know, and I hope you do, if you don't read Killing Lincoln, took over when Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. All right. And... Uh, Johnson took over in April 1865, and almost immediately he instituted the Black Codes. This was awful. So Johnson was a former governor of Tennessee. Lincoln put him on his second because he wanted reconciliation after the war between the North and the South. So Johnson's president, he puts the Black Codes in, which made it very difficult for free slaves to find jobs. So they had to stay on the plantations. They weren't slaves, but they weren't making any money. They were still doing what they did, and they barely eked out a life. 
Johnson did that. Horrible. So everybody who knew anything knew that Johnson was a bad guy. And he was going directly against Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation. So they wanted him out. Okay? So they were looking for a reason, just like Donald Trump, looking for a reason to get him out. And the reason came when Johnson fired his Secretary of War, Edwin Stanton, who was a very close friend to Abraham Lincoln. Stanton hated Johnson. And Stanton didn't make any, any, uh, didn't disguise it at all. Okay, and went around saying Johnson's an idiot, inept, and this. So Johnson fired him. And that's when the impeachment kicked in. And they made up something that Johnson did X, Y, and Z. All right? But Johnson won by one vote in the Senate. He wasn't convicted. He wasn't impeached, wasn't thrown out of office. He did have the right to fire Stanton, because if you're a president, you can fire any cabinet members. All right? So the exact same thing that happened way, way back in 1867 is happening right now. Now, I hope that's not boring to you guys, but I just think it's really interesting. This whole fiasco thing today is a fiasco. It's politically motivated. They've taken impeachment and they've wrecked it. So now you're going to be impeached for anything. You want to call up some Ukrainian guy and ask him to investigate the Bidens, who absolutely took millions of dollars out of that country? I don't know if Joe got any of the jack, but certainly Hunter did. You're president, you say, hey, I'd like to know what happened over there, and you're impeached? Come on, it's a joke. Now, this is more serious, this, the assault on the Capitol, but as we proved beyond any reasonable doubt yesterday, Donald Trump did not incite this. He might have encouraged it passively, maybe, but he didn't incite it. And he tried to say to the crowd, we want you to be peaceful. He used the word peaceful. So go nowhere. And it's all Nancy Pelosi. Now, I've said she's an evil person, and I stand by that. Because it tears the country to pieces. And let's get back to the Rasmussen poll. After all of this, 49% of Americans approve of Donald Trump's performance in the White House? Come on. There are a lot of people feeling sorry for him now. So where is President Trump? He's at the border. All right. He's down there and he's pointing out that 400 miles of border wall have been completed. And he's trying to take a, a victory lap down in Alamo, Texas, in the Rio Grande Valley. Okay. He's ignoring Pelosi, which he should. I mean, I, if I were President Trump, I'd just do what I do. And I don't even bother with this. Don't even comment on it. Um, and by the way, a lot of people ask, will Biden dismantle the wall? No. He won't continue it because he's got to see how this plays with his base and when you have a surge of illegal immigration into the country, which we will have, there's no doubt in my mind, we'll have it, you know, then we'll see. All right, so what should Trump do in the next seven days before he leaves? Um, he's in Texas today, so we don't count this. So it's a week, right? Number one, he should write a speech with his top speech guys 
to deliver it on Martin Luther King Jr. Day next Monday in a very conciliatory, direct speaking to his voters, all 74 million of them, and say, I am humbled to have been president. I think I did a good job for the country. Maybe you tick off a few things, but don't go crazy. But just basically say it was such an honor to serve you. And I hope that uh, this country prospers. I wouldn't say anything about the election. I wouldn't say anything about the assault on the Capitol. I wouldn't say anything like that. Just very sincere, very short. Um, I'd say good things about Martin Luther King Jr., who was a hero, not a perfect man. Read about that in Killing Kennedy. You want to know about Martin Luther King Jr.? That's the book you read. Um, but a hero, no doubt. And that's what I would do. I would r- deliver a speech. The networks won't take it, but that's all right. Enough people will take it and it'll get out. But I would do, you know, a we're a strong country. We'll get through this, that kind of thing. Second thing to do is I pardon anybody that I believe is in danger or that is not been treated fairly. Um, but there will be Pelosi and the crew and some district attorneys and attorneys general will go after some of the Trump people. And I pardon as many as I could in advance. Rudy Giuliani. All right, there's one right there. Would I pardon myself if I were Donald Trump? Now, that is a fascinating, fascinating question, isn't it? If you pardon yourself, you're basically saying, hey, you know, I know they're going to come after me. It's not an admission of guilt, but it, it puts you in a position of weakness. Would I do it? Yes, I would. I would pardon myself if I were Donald Trump. Now, will it hold? Okay, so we researched and nobody really knows because the president has never done this. All right. Nixon didn't do it. Nixon knew that he was in serious trouble. He did not self-pardon. All right. But we looked into, he debated it. Nixon debated it with his people. And the conclusion was that under the fundamental rule that no one may judge his own case, okay, that President Nixon should not pardon himself. There's a fundamental rule of law that you can't judge yourself. All right. But that's an opinion. It isn't a law. Jonathan Turley, who is emerging in this country as a sane voice in legal areas, he says, quote, Article 2, Section 2 of the Constitution defines pardon power as allowing a president to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment. So he can't get involved with impeachment. Turley continues, quote, there is no language specifying who may or may not be the subject of a pardon. The president is simply giving the power to pardon any federal crime. As a textual matter, there's nothing, Turley says, to prevent Trump from adding his own name to the list of pardoned individuals. That's where I would go if I were Donald Trump. Now, they'll still try, but it goes to the Supreme Court, ultimately. And the court, I think, would rule in Trump's favor here. I could be wrong about all of this. Very, very fascinating. All right. So Donald Trump leaving office in eight days. Uh, he goes to Florida. Then what? How do people see him? We already know that half the country is sympathetic to him by the poll today, if you believe it. And I do. 
So let's bring in a very smart guy, smarter than I am. Uh, Dr. David Randall is the director of research at the National Association of Scholars based in New York City. All right. Did I, did I make any mistakes in my run up to your introduction? Did I do anything that you say was inaccurate? No, it all seemed perfectly accurate to me. Okay, so we have some very interesting questions um, to be answered later, and nobody can really answer them definitively, but we can speculate. Number one, with so many people sympathizing, according to the poll, with President Trump, do you feel he is damaged politically beyond repair at this moment? Never say never again, as the James Bond movies told us. He's going to be a martyr for, at the very least, a third of the country. And if he plays his cards right and the Democrats, as you say, overreact for a majority of it, all he has to do is play the role of a martyr well for the people's liberties as well as for himself. Would you advise him, doctor, to continue commenting on politics, which he could do even though they've taken his Twitter account down or whatever, he could still get his message out. Would you advise him to continue doing that? Donald Trump is never going to give up. He is never going to say he's wrong. He's never going to say he's sorry. I would encourage him in addition to whatever he says about himself to talk about the people who love him and support him, to defend all the people's liberties and not just his own, you know, to defend Parler because it's being thrown off, to make sure that the people who are being arrested for what they did at the Capitol, to make sure they get a fair trial. Um, the more he speaks up for everyone who supports him as well for himself, the better he'll be. Okay. Um, I would advise him not to say much for a few months to let Biden get in there. And because I think uh, President-elect Biden is going to have a hard time. Um, I could be wrong on that, but we're facing a very dicey economy. We're facing aggression overseas from China in particular. Biden's not going to be in a, in a soft place. So I, I think I understand what you're saying to his supporters. They want to hear from him. And maybe he does a weekly radio address, which people would carry, obviously. But I would kind of low key it for a few months to let all the emotion and hatred tamp down. Would that be bad advice? I don't think it would be useful advice, I'm afraid. Uh, people have been telling Donald Trump to tone it down for four years now, and he never has. But he's I don't never think been he in this position. now either. He's never been in this position. And, and, you know, you sound like you read my book, The United States of Trump, when you said he doesn't apologize and, yeah. and all that. But he's never lost like this. And I'm not talking about the election. I'm talking about that in his name, the Capitol was assaulted. Now, he didn't incite it, but that boomerang back right between his eyes. And that I, I'm think he would say is the worst thing that's ever happened to him in his life. I think he would be sensible to follow your advice, but again, I do not think this is in his character. So as I say, my advice is to take account of his character and encourage him, given his character, to care as much as he can for his supporters in addition to himself. All right, and that's to make, not if he's going to make a noise, make a noise for them. And that's what I would do in my speech on Martin Luther King Day. Do you think he should deliver that?
I think that wouldn't be bad. Um, you know, it's not going to be carried, I think, by the mainstream media, but it doesn't yeah. hurt to say it. Um, he could t talk about the fact that the FBI went after uh, investigating Martin Luther King, trying to jimmy up a prosecution against him, trying to force him out of public life. He could certainly make a very relevant parallel between how he was treated by the 1960s deep state and J. Edgar Hoover and how Trump is being treated. Now, certainly, I, if I were him, I would make that argument. Okay, but I don't. I wouldn't get too heavy. I want to see a guy who who says thank you for giving me the privilege of being president. That's pretty much the overarch that I would like to see. Last question: um, the press, and I think you would agree with me, has been unprecedented in its hatred of Donald Trump. Would you agree with that? Yes. Many historians, perhaps most, at this juncture in this country, take their lead from the press in evaluating a president. Would you agree with that? The, 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 the newspapers provide the first draft of history, sure. Okay. Although a good historian always knows to doubt the first draft. Well, how many good historians are there? <laughs> Not many. I mean, I've sold 18 million books, so maybe I'm one, but I read other books and not a lot of people having an independent thought. They all write for a certain crew. So I don't expect Donald Trump in his lifetime to be appreciated as a president. Do you? By the mainstream uh, press? Good heavens, no. And no again, the by the 48% of Americans, yes. All right, because Woodward's writing another hatchet book on him. Uh, you'll have a spate of those next year. Yeah. Um, and that's what it'll be. All right, Doctor, thanks very much. We appreciate it. Very uh, interesting talking to you. Thank Let's you. go to uh, the corrupt media. So the Washington Post, uh, you know, and I'm going to take a swig of water here because I've been bloviating so much over the past 22 minutes and 30 seconds. Washington Post is the powerful media in the nation's capital. It's owned by Jeff Bezos, the Amazon guy. I don't think Bezos calls day-to-day -day shots there, but the guy they have in charge, Martin Barron, is a fanatical leftist. He ruined the Boston Globe, then he ruined the Washington Post. What their reporters do, and they do this at the New York Times, they write the story before they even cover it. The story is already written. This is the story I want to see. So the story that they wrote yesterday was Donald Trump. Here's the headline. Inside Trump's failure to act after a mob stormed the Capitol. That's the headline. That story was already written. Okay. Trump didn't care. Trump this, Trump that, Trump this. Let me prove it to you. If you read this story, it's all anonymous sources, 100%. Anonymous sources, nobody on the record. Number one, quote, one close Trump advisor said Trump was hard to reach because he was watching live TV. Now, who would that be? Can you give us any kind of semblance of that? One close Trump advisor. You know, OK. Number two, one close advisor said Trump was busy enjoying the spectacle. So now they got a hold of somebody who hates Trump. All right. I don't know. Who knows? A lot of people hate him. 
So they got somebody. This is what Woodward did in his last book. Number three, an official familiar with the discussion said, press officials began discussing a statement from Trump at 2 p.m., adding the most infuriating part was how long it took before Trump finally spoke out. An official familiar with the discussion. That could be anybody in a bar. Okay? Four, several Republican members of Congress said they called the White House but couldn't get through. You can't name them? You can't name several? You can't name one? What a bunch of crap. All right, finally, according to one person familiar with the discussions, again, a person familiar with the discussions. Trump had not wanted to include the final instruction to stay peaceful in his tweet. This is just what they call a hatchet job. And this is what the Washington Post has done for five years. Are they going to do this to Biden? Come on. Did they do it to Hillary Clinton? No. Did they do it to Barack Obama? They were like this to Barack Obama. When I say that media is corrupt, this is what I mean. The editor said to these reporters, the three of them, Ashley Parker, Josh Dawsey, and Philip Rucker, and all three have hatcheted Trump for years. Get me a story that says Trump didn't care about the capital violence. Yes, sir. That's how it works. FBI says there are going to be attacks everywhere on Inauguration Day. I would have liked to see the FBI say, hey, we could have some trouble to state capital in Washington, D.C., in the national capital. Maybe we'll put the guard out there. But FBI didn't do that. Didn't have any warning about that. But now, I don't know what saying. All these right-wing goons are going to come out and cause trouble. And they'll be heavily armed. Do I believe that? No. We'll see. We'll see. Remember, the director of the FBI despises Donald Trump because Trump ran him down. Oh. <sighs> Sheldon Whitehouse, what were the parents thinking when baby Sheldon came into the world? Sheldon Whitehouse? He's a senator. He's attacking, viciously attacking, Senators Cruz and Hawley. Okay. He wants uh, their expulsion from the Senate. He wants to expel Cruz and Hawley, Cruz from Texas, Hawley from Missouri, because Cruz and Hawley believe there was corruption in the election. So Sheldon, who doesn't care at all whether there was corruption in the election, has never asked for any kind of clarification or investigation. He wants to throw Cruz and Hawley out. Now, I don't know Hawley. And Cruz and I, not on good terms. I don't know why. Maybe because I didn't use him very much, because I knew what he was going to say, and I don't do that. But anyway, neither here nor there. I'm not buddies with Holly, who I don't know, or Cruz. But this is despicable. Despicable. It, hey, Sheldon, this is anti-democratic. You calling for them to be expelled because they had an opinion on the election? Holly, as you know, uh, 
got his book pulled by Simon and Schuster, and I'm interested to see uh, if Hawley's gonna gonna sue. Says he is. We called his office. Did you file? When are you gonna file? They didn't return our call, which was not smart. They should have returned the call. Social media backlash. All right, so. Twitter and Facebook and uh, Amazon and they all now are censoring. They're all censoring. You all know that. Huge story, right? Facebook stock ended yesterday 4% down. Shares of Apple, Amazon, Alphabet Company, the company parent company Google, all shed 2%. So all social media companies lost big money yesterday. Now, will they come back? Probably. They'll come back. But that was the initial. And there are um, a lot of people bailing on the social media. How do I know that? Because me and Holly the Terror Dog on Sunday had about 3,500,000 Twitter followers on Sunday. Today, it's down to 3,280,000. It's not because the Twitter followers don't like me or Holly the Terror Dog. It's because they're out. They bailed. They're not on Twitter anymore. And how do I know that? Maybe they didn't like what I said or something. Because our premium memberships went through the roof. And I want to welcome the thousands of people who have signed up in the last week and the hundreds of thousands of people, I think it's more than a million now, got into the site. BillOReilly.com. Okay, so there is a backlash. German Chancellor Angela Merkel condemned Twitter. All right, said you can't be doing this censorship stuff. You should not have done that to President Trump. Why? Because Ms. Merkel lives in Germany. Gee, I wonder what happened in Germany in the 1930s. All right, Mexican President Obrador. Hey, I don't like anybody being censored or taking away the right to post a message on Twitter or Facebook, says President Obrador. Now, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is a little wishy-washy on this. He says social media companies need to be held accountable for consistent enforcement of their terms. All right, but I'm not sure where you are here. But Nikki Haley, former U.S. ambassador and possible Republican candidate for president in four years, says, quote, silencing people, not to mention the president of the United States, what happens in China, not our country. All right. Now, what should happen in Facebook and all of these social medias is they should get Parla in there. They should have a discussion about it. They should have rules. We I can understand you can't have violence. You can't have ranked defamation on these social media sites. You can't. So there should be rules that everybody has to follow. But political speech, opinion, and you can't say, well, that incites. You can't do that. It's got to be a direct declarative sentence. So there should be a negotiation. All right, the vaccine is uh, being distributed, but in New York and California, it is a mess, which tells me and should tell you that big government, liberal governance does not work. They can't even get the vaccine to us here in New York. And in California, it's a disaster as well.
This day in history, January 12, 1967, Muhammad Ali denied a draft exemption. There he is, heavyweight champion of the world, wanted conscientious objector status because he was part of the nation of Islam and his master, and I mean that literally, Elijah Muhammad, said, you are not going to go into the U.S. Armed Forces, Muhammad. Muhammad said, all right, I'm not going. Now, Sugar Ray Robinson, a friend of Muhammad Ali, said, hey, you have to go. And according to Sugar Ray, uh, Muhammad Ali said, quote, this was uh, a quote from Ray Robinson. I'm afraid. I'm real afraid. Ali had tears in his eyes. The Nation of Islam was violent. I do believe that Ray Robinson told the truth. Ali was afraid. He wasn't afraid of the army because they wouldn't even put him in uniform. All he had to do was go around and talk to the troops. And of course, during the Vietnam era. That happened 54 years ago today. Ali was convicted. And then the Supreme Court overturned that conviction in 1971. Quick break. Back with a mail segment and a final thought on the TV news collapsing ratings. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. All right, let's do some mail now. Richard on the message board at BillOReilly.com. By the way, you want to reach me? Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name and town, please. Richard, Bill, I owe you an apology. I've been ticked off with you about some things you said about the fraud allegations in the election and calling Joe Biden president before the states even certified the results. I owe you an apology because while I didn't like some things you said, you have been and are a stand-up guy that tells things straight and presents the facts, truth, and much-needed honest and fair perspective. I shouldn't have doubted you in my anger. Honest information is hard to come by, and you are one of the few places where I can get it. Richard takes a very strong man to admit a mistake, and I really appreciate it. We were very, very sad that we lost some members on BillOReilly.com. I told you the truth. I told you why everything was happening and what would happen. And now that I was 100% correct, we have a surge of people, new people coming in. But I appreciate your letter very much, Richard. Vit Shodal, Vancouver, Canada. Bill, it was quite depressing to listen to Mulvaney and Christie cowardly stutter 
against President Trump. You said that that single riot on Capitol Hill destroyed Mr. Trump's legacy, but riots by Antifa somehow have no effect in destroying the Democratic Party. It's not the same. The U.S. Capitol is far and away more important than what happens in Portland, Oregon, or Seattle, anyway. It's not the same. Raymond, the left no longer needs to talk about burning books that they consider a threat to their narrative. They just don't have to publish them anymore. Nice letter, Raymond. Randy, Bill, I listen carefully what you say. I agree with most, but not that Trump and his family is disenfranchised from politics. Okay. I could be wrong. I could be. If the economy collapses, Donald Trump could make a comeback. But now, radioactive. Patricia, what do you think about Mike Pence's political future? You know, he's an honest man. He ran the state of Indiana as governor in a superlative way. I think he's been a good vice president. I would vote for him, but he's not charismatic. But he's got a future if he wants it. Brian Mason Brink, Neptune Beach, Florida. Bill, I don't share your confidence that there will be no violence. The left is dead set on destroying and silencing their enemies. Do you really think 74 million Americans are going to take that sitting down? Here's what I think, Brian. If you commit violence, political violence, you will ruin your life, your family's life, and the cause that you feel passionate about if you commit violence. Dan, didn't feminists raid the Capitol for Brett Kavanaugh and banged all the doors for that hearing? They did. But there's, again, a big difference. They should not have done that. It was terrible. but not close to what happened last week. Stephanie Murray, Columbia, Pennsylvania. Bill, for many months before the election, you stated that if President Trump was not reelected, he would definitely get into the media. Last night, you contradicted yourself. What's up with that? Stephanie, what's up with that? Maybe things have changed. Maybe just a little, Stephanie. (laughs) Matthew Malt, San Antonio, Texas. Hey, Bill, can't Donald Trump, after he leaves office, sue the media for libel now that he's a private citizen? No, because if you're a famous person, you don't have standing. I mean, that's our system. If you're famous, they can say whatever they want about you. A few people have won. Clint Eastwood did win one suit. Very hard. Bradley Rayfield, Apache Junction, Arizona. Why are the major social liberal platforms run by such hate-filled leftists? Aren't there any conservatives that would form a social media company? Oracle's Larry Ellison. I don't know if he's conservative, but he's not a far-left loon. Musk, I don't, I don't know what Musk is, but most of these guys who run these companies are far left. There's no doubt about it. Donna Clark, Tyler Hill, Pennsylvania. Bill, a quick message to let you know the comfort I receive from your nightly program. Not only is your message fact-based, but given in a clear, concise, and sequential manner. In today's uncertain times, this is rare, and I very much look forward to it. Hey, Don, I appreciate the kind words. We are here for you. That's what we do. We are in business for you, and you're going to need us in the next year because a lot of things are going to happen in this country, and they're not going to be reported on honestly. We will always do that.
Word of the day to not be jejun. And I just want to tell you, I just brought this in because this is the best mug in the world. Stand up for your country. If you haven't got one, go get them. So we have it in white. They're both fabulous. All right, quick break, um, and we'll be back with a final thought on the media ratings. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Okay, the final thought of the day. You've been reading, I think, about Fox News and their declining ratings. Um, But here's what you need to know. After Joe Biden is sworn in, there'll be a little honeymoon period where the left-wing networks do okay, but then they're going to crash. So TV news in this year, 2021, will lose, I estimate, about 40 to 50% of their audience. And there's a very simple reason they don't tell you the truth. They don't. Now, late night television, that's Kimmel, that's Fallon, that's Colbert. Ugh. They've lost... 70% of their audience in the last five years. So it's done. And you know what else is starting to totter? Morning TV. And it's always the same reason. They've alienated 50% of the country. Traditional Americans, they don't want to watch this garbage. It's propaganda. But the television news industry, it's going the cliff. Got to tell the folks the truth. Even if the truth goes against your core audience. And the truth sometimes is hard to ascertain, but other times it isn't. These people are lying to you. When they say that Trump incited violence, that he wanted to do that, that's a lie. We proved it yesterday. And people know it's a lie. And when you hear that, you should never again read or watch the person saying it. They're going to lie like that. You don't need them. 